welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Pam Mungru. It's graduation day for our students who, after two challenging years, will be awarded their Masters in Social Innovation. And, as has become tradition, we begin the day with a graduation breakfast, followed by the cohort's official photograph. This time is spent with faculty and family, and it gives me the chance to chat to our students. I asked Bill McHugh what it was that drew him to the Masters. As a lifelong learner, it will give me something to develop further interest in, because this is just the beginning of a journey, not the end of a journey. In terms of my career, I think it probably shows that, again, kind of I am a curious person in both senses of the word and that it will be the basis on which I will use it to influence their work and other people at work. What was the experience like for you doing this two-year part-time MST at Cambridge? Yeah, pretty gruelling, but also yeah, kind of um, coming into a completely different world, uh, always feeling that you're the imposter sometimes, um, but nevertheless feeling that you're part of a community. What advice would you give somebody who's considering doing this? Okay, so make sure you understand the commitments to it. If you do have a partner, make sure that your partner understands the commitments that they're going to have to go through because quite often that's not always taken into account. And enjoy the ride, I think. For you, what is the future of social innovation? Future social innovation is to continue to push the boundaries. Don't just stay in the safe places. Don't just stay in your comfort zones. So keep pushing the frontiers. Do you think it's about making a change in the world? Not always. It's about understanding the world better and then using that as a platform to move on to make changes where you can and where people want to make change. I'm Janine Manning and I'm an angel investor. Uh, Well, one of my um, startups that I work for uh, is called Crimson Education and they assist students get into top universities in the world. And I work with a lot of young people who have all been to top universities in the world and that was effectively my gap. So coming from New Zealand, I thought um, when I was transferred to London uh, that I would have a go of coming to Cambridge, which has always sort of been a dream of mine, but I never imagined that that was going to happen. Was the reality as amazing as the dream that you had? Well, I I suppose Cambridge has always been one of those places that when you come as a tourist, you go to, and um, I like the feel of Cambridge better than Oxford myself. Yay! And and, um, and also uh, having, you know, I'm a qualified accountant, so I wanted to sort of do something to broaden out my, my thinking, Um, So I've done an MBA as well, so everything was in the business space and although the Masters in Social Innovation is in the um, business school, um, it's entirely different from anything I've done before. So it's thinking outside of the square, looking at the world's big problems and how we might go about solving some of those. So it's sort of um, incorporating that aspect of social good into everything uh, that I do when I'm thinking about uh, my my work in, in the business field. What is the one thing that you think you will take away from the last two years of doing the MST? I think it's looking at uh, diverse teams of skills with people. So obviously there are about 32 of us in the class, come from a very broad sort of ground roots charity on the ground in some of the world's big conflict areas, right through to big corporate. Um, And so sort of right from woe to go, grassroots to 
to the big time, um, how can teams of people make their impact? So we don't want a troop of accountants and lawyers and business people uh, to solve those problems, but what kind of skills can we get in there? And also different types of people, so diversity of people as well as diversity of thought. I am Joellen Nicholson, and I focus on inclusive business models for the bottom of the pyramid within the apparel, textile, and consumer goods sector. What does social innovation mean to you? Social innovation to me means, I think, making change with everyone. So it's not just one voice or people that are very maybe highly educated voices. I'm very passionate about including those who are maybe non-traditional, but what do they think? What is that local perspective? I think there's a lot of kind of innovation and thinking at a local level and what they can kind of bring to the table. So how, how do we make sure that all, all the voices are heard? My name is Sarah Yu. I'm from Japan. So how did you find out about the Masters for Social Innovation at the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation? Uh, on the internet. <laughs> and what attracted you to this particular programme? So at the time I was working for the International Committee of the Red Cross and um, I was trying to move away from this charity donation-based model of solving social problems and I wanted to establish my own social enterprise. I found this program and then that's what I did actually uh, after my program here I established my own social enterprise in Japan that provides employment for refugees. What did you learn that now helps you with your new venture? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. So one thing is that it is not easy to find a very neat solution for every single problem. So as I establish my own social enterprise, I'm encountering new problems every single day. And um, I think the most important thing is the tenacity and uh, perseverance to, uh, to solve these uh, complicated, wicked social problems. So I think what I learned here is that it's not easy, but as long as you keep going, it's possible to make difference in the world. And here I, I gain this network of like-minded people who want to do a similar thing. And um, whenever I encounter problems, I just ask questions to our cohort. And like, they are always helpful. They put me in touch with you know, different people. And that has led to some breakthroughs. So I think like-minded people who want to make a social impact, I think that's, that's the most important thing that I took out from this, uh, this program. Forgive me for being uninformed and sounding rather ignorant. My knowledge of Japan does not include that you might have a crisis around refugees. And who's coming to you for, for help? So just like any other developed countries, Japan has signed uh, the Refugee Convention. So Japan is obligated to provide refuge to those who seek asylum. And uh, on a yearly basis, about 10,000 refugee applications are submitted to the Japanese government but only 20 to 40 people are recognized as refugees. So that's why the number of uh, recognized refugees is very small, and uh, the government is reluctant to, uh, to receive and welcome refugees, unlike you know, Germany or uh, Sweden. These people come to Japan, and for three to five years, they, their refugee applications are processed. Yeah, but their um, visa status in Japan is quite precarious. So they have to renew their visa every six months. 
And because they just arrived in Japan, they don't have Japanese language skills. And most refugees in Japan, they come from Africa and the Middle East where there are conflicts. And、um, because of their, the color of their skin and、uh, their appearance and their cultural backgrounds, there are also like, discrimination against、uh, these refugees. So、uh, our company、uh, provides decent jobs for refugees. So because of these、um, obstacles, they, they're not able to get white color jobs. Although they, they have been working in a you know, white color job, they're highly skilled. Workers in the back home. They come to Japan and they, they work in factories, they work in construction sites, but you know, they used to be like marketers, they were、um, business owners, and they were university professors. So it was degrading for these refugees to work in these sectors. So I created this environment where they could use their skills, especially their language skills. And also their professional skills, like marketing skills. So, we work in,、uh, in the marketing sector. We use,、uh, utilize the language skills to attract foreign tourists to、uh, different towns in Japan. So, they're actually not being helped by the Japanese government, but actually, they're the ones who help and contribute to local economy in,、uh, in Japan, in local rural areas in Japan. So, my name is Sarah, and I'm from Perth, Australia. My name is Miriam and I'm from Germany. What did you enjoy most about doing this particular program? I know it's likely going to sound a little bit cliche, but it was definitely the people that I've met throughout this course.、Um, the diversity in skill set and people's passions, the causes that they work for has been immense.、Um, I, I think coordinators of the program did a really good job in, in terms of bringing us together. But also, what's exciting about social innovation is because it's so new and nascent. We sort of are on the forefront of, of building out what social innovation is from a research perspective. So that's been exciting to be, you know, sort of have a mentality of building something from the ground up. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I think whenever you go, whenever you learn something new or start something new, you go on onto a journey, you know, and going onto a journey is always nicer with people that can be your support system, that, that can also challenge you, you know, that can question you and help you find something. Uh, so, I think that、uh, in, in professional and、uh, personal way was very gratifying. And、uh, as Sarah said, I think when you go on that journey and you realize you're all adventurers discovering something new because it's such a new topic, that's pretty exciting as well because you can feel the, in German we would say the pulse of the time. I don't know if、yeah. this is an English expression, <laughs> but you can really feel something is happening, you know, which is、yeah. pretty, pretty amazing to see. From your perspective, from your experiences, Who is the kind of person do you think should consider doing a program like this? Oh, that's、I'm、a really good question. <laughs>、um, maybe someone who's, who's bold and brave enough to think that they can make a difference in the world. I think what's been inspiring about the program is everybody's a change maker, no matter how big or small.、Um, so I'd say for someone who's a creative thinker, perhaps looking to. To think about things a little bit more creatively. Like, it's, it's not, even though it's run out of the business school, doing this program is, we're, we're sort of a, a bit of an anomaly. Like, we're not really like the MBA students or the masters in finance students. We're forced to think, think about things quite differently. So, I'd say this program is for、uh, unique creatives looking to make a difference in the world. <laughs> Can I just say I agree? No, it's a bit boring, but no, I, I do agree. I think specifically what you said about you know, wanting to make a change, and no matter how big or small it is, I think that's such a, 
a key thing or no matter what the topic is because I think sometimes you're like okay if I want to study social innovation it has to be you know a really big topic you know and it has to be on a large scale and I think through the program we've seen that this is not the case and I would also add um, yeah to Sarah's point like it's for people who don't want to do something that has already proven to be successful or helpful necessarily in your career you know not like the standard blueprint or template but something that as I said before like brings you on a journey and you discover with the people around you something and you can actually also not only discover but create while you're on the journey. Yeah, exactly. I'm Simon Dwight and I'm the CEO of the King's Arms Project which is a homeless charity based in Bedford. I think, I, really, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to develop, be challenged, um, stretch myself. Um, but I think when I did the course, I found a lot more than that. I found people in other sectors wanting to change the world, do something better. Other sectors that I kind of thought weren't interested in change, like private sector. Actually, there's people in that sector that want to do stuff, and we can all work together to kind of create a better world and solve these big problems. And... Um, so it was exciting. So I found a lot more than I was expecting to find. How do you see the future of what you have learned in terms of the work that you do? Well, it's definitely grown my expectations of what's possible. And I think that now I'm much more thinking about cross-sector working, involving all the sectors to, whereas previously I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. I think when we talk about cross-sector in the charity sector, normally we mean public and us. Whereas we always mean, we always forget about the private sector. And actually they've got a big role to play and a big desire to do it, certainly from the people that I've met through the course. And so how can we use that power and knowledge all together to tackle some of these problems that we haven't managed to conquer on our own? How will the people that you work with benefit? Well, it's, it's challenged me to go back to make sure I'm actually addressing their problems and not what I perceive to be their problems and so I think that's yeah so we're, we're now as an organization doing a lot more research and a lot more just talking to clients which sounds incredibly obvious but I don't think we do it enough whether we're too busy or we just get stuck in our ways but we've changed our services because of what we've learned by talking to them and that I think that was kick-started by you know the research I did for my dissertation which was about understanding how homeless people perceive um, interventions but that's continued and, and grown of like well how can we make this better how can we get homeless people more involved in designing our services which is stuff we did do before but we're definitely doing that at a different level now somebody else does what you have done which is they go looking for a challenge and they go online and they find out about the masters in social innovation what advice would you give them well i think they should absolutely apply for this program it's not, it's not an easy program. It's a challenging program. It's a stretching program. It's not something to do if you just want a piece of paper that says you have a degree, but it is something to do if you genuinely want to change the way you think and, the, and grow your kind of influence and knowledge. And not just for the two years that you're part of the program, but I think beyond that as well. You can find out more about the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation and also our Master's programme by searching for us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube.